Markiplier's content stealing reaction stream. Markiplier did a stream called Stealing Other People's Content, where he just sat on stream and was basically a reactor. He memed it up a lot, uh, pretending to be a hack or whatever, getting past copyright and I didn't watch enough of it to know, well, it clearly wasn't serious. Cause like he's looking at his friend's stuff or whatever and stuff that's involving him. And I don't know how much, how many videos he actually watched. Cause you can see here, it's just largely him talking and he shows off footage of himself on Corridor Digital and stuff. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly how much of other people's stuff he watched, but at the beginning, uh, he acknowledged that it does seem to be the case that the best way to get ahead now is just ripping off other people's shit. So I think he was just memeing and acknowledging the uh, shittiness of the React meta or whatever. Maybe I'll watch this and see if there's anything else of value that I might want to reference for any future videos. But holy shit, chat, my TikTok right now is just like a non-stop barrage of people reacting to clips of anime and stuff. But really, they're not reacting to clips. What they are doing is just sitting there for like hours watching anime and then uploading them watching the anime in parts. So every three minutes of them watching is just uploaded. I had no idea how prevalent this reacting to anime meta was on these apps. It's nuts. The person building a brand just sitting there all day going, hey, this is anime. Oh, you like this. This is a good fight scene. It's dumb. You know, everyone now reacts to TikTok, including doctors, Dr. Mike. Yeah, it's just, I've tried to have some exception for clips because clips are low effort. You're making something that's a minute long or whatever, recording you doing something. It's not a whole production or whatever, but it does all just seem dumb. Someone abusing copyright to claim viral videos. The only other thing that caught my interest was uh, this video by uh, ClicksPhilip. Doorstuck is a cool meme. I'm sure you all know of it. The Doorstuck video has changed ownership. So 2007 that released. I've referenced this in videos like four times or whatever. This video is just about how apparently some Russian guy has made songs using a bunch of different viral videos and put them on Spotify and then claimed all those viral videos. Watch the video, it's quite interesting. Uh, I hope it gets resolved. And that's about it. I just thought it was an interesting story. The best of Dark Viper 8888 compilation. My first channel, as mo hopefully most of you would know, actually, how would most of you know? Uh, my first channel was Dark Viper 8888. I had a lot of commentary videos and uh, just sharing my thoughts and whatnot. This channel I deleted in 2019. I stopped uploading it, uploading to it like early 2017. My first video on it was like November or December 2012. I don't have every single video that I made back then. I referenced deleting some of the videos in these videos that I still have. So I, I know I don't have them all, but I had a lot of them. I had at least like 25 hours of footage. And so I went through it and just watched it and grabbed just me saying random stuff. And I sit there and have to go, what? And the English language is shit. Suck. Idiocy. To sift through the crap. Have a good one. I half want to bitch and explain stuff. Like just random things. Where I'm making weird facial expressions or I'm talking about unicorns and shit. And I'm gonna like edit it all into a video. And I don't know what I'm gonna call it what Dark Viper was doing between 2012 and 2016. Uh, out of context, 2012 to 2016 Dark Viper, I don't know. I'm a person who wants to use all his footage, you know? If I have something, I want to use it. And I've never had a use for any of this old stuff because it's not good enough content and doesn't fit the vibe of my channel these days. 
so I can't just re-release this stuff. But making this kind of compilation, I think is funny. The cringiest part of my life. Yeah, something like that. Is using all of my content really the best move? I really like that approach you have to content creation. You'll use 99% of the footage you record, not much goes to waste. The thing is, I'm not sure my attitude is really the best attitude. If I had more energy, I should just at any given time be working to produce new content that's better than the stuff that I have. Like that compilation of me from my old footage, that's not gonna do as good as me, you know, going to one of my video ideas and making something. But in part because of the acoustics being bad, but also because I don't have infinite energy. I try just to use everything that I have. Anytime where I don't have energy to be making something new and good, I use older footage that I have and create something good out of it, you know. It's in part, you know, a desire to use what I have as, as well as I can, but also I, I like my past being remembered. Australia's destructive lettuce scarcity. Australia right now is going through shortages of some vegetables and stuff. Supply chain issues and all that stuff, Ukraine, da da da. But the way that this impacts me is that lettuce is like worth its weight in gold right now. And as you might know, lettuce commonly put on burgers and rolls and stuff in fast food restaurants. So a lot of fast food restaurants right now are using a lettuce cabbage blend or just pure cabbage. And I bought myself a bunch of Red Rooster today and I've never had a burger taste that bad. I didn't think cabbage was significantly different from lettuce. It really is. It was, it smelled and tasted disgusting. I'm gonna say, like it smelled like cum. It, it really did. I, I, I was so confused. Like, where the fuck is this smell coming from? This isn't right. Did someone come in my burger? No, it was, just, it was just the cabbage. Either that or someone came a lot because I had a lot of burgers and they all smell exactly the same. There must be multiple different types of cabbages because I've, I've smelled cabbage before and it didn't, it just hasn't smelled like this. But it was the, the weirdest, most terrible tasting burger of my life. Uh, I'm definitely avoiding any lettuce burgers for the foreseeable future. Because goddamn, did I check the expiry date? The expiry date? What do you think they like, like burn in an expiry date into a burger? What are you insane? Just flip that shit over. Look on the bottom for the expiry date. The death of the clips channel and the future of my shorts. So the, those of you who watched Rambles 256, I think it is. I talked about some, a conversation between Mr. Beast and the head of discovery at YouTube that inadvertently explains why my clips channel went so well once upon a time and why it won't go that way again. In response to that, I've stopped uploading 24 clips a day or whatever to my clips channel. I was getting some views, you know, 6 million views a month or whatever, but the return on the investment wasn't there and it's just throwing them away really because it's not going to be seen by the vast majority of people. What I'm doing now is I'm having a bunch of people from the Discord go through batches of my clips, trim down all the clips to like the best of the best, not simply those that happen to get caught in the algorithm or happen to have a good thumbnail and title or happened to be uploaded when the, you know, my, my channel was going insane, so everything was getting views. I'm um, to find the actual best clips. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a compilation, or I'm gonna release them slowly as shorts on the main channel. I'm thinking about deleting my short channel, because it's not doing well, it's never done well. Because funny, some people have done well with a shorts channel, and some people have done well with their main channel releasing shorts. I think it's in my best interest to, to do shorts on my main channel. Even though there's not a huge, cross-pollination or whatever between the shorts algorithm and the main channel 
algorithm or the, the long form content algorithm, uh, subscribers still matter for that. So getting new people to subscribe to my shorts channel isn't as significant as getting them to subscribe to my main channel. I'm gonna release like the best of the best of the best clips. Gonna really focus on making the clips into like really good shorts rather than just things quickly thrown together. And I'm gonna try them on the main channel maybe one a day and see how that goes. And what I'll do with the clips channel is Josh Strife Hayes has a channel called Josh Strife Says, which I think is pretty funny. On it, he just has like what I do for rambles, but individual topics. And so I'm gonna have my rambles uh, cut down and given new thumbnails. And I'm just gonna release like individual rambles from my entire catalog on their clips channel. Not sure how they're gonna do, because it'll be older footage and I'm not sure how good the thumbnails are gonna be because as much as I like my mods and I appreciate that they're helping, helping me out, I'm paying them of course, but like they aren't professional thumbnail makers and I don't have time to find someone to do that for me. Whatever gets made, hopefully it's good enough to, to get some traction and the clips channel can still have some purpose. I won't delete the clips channel, but I'll put, I'm, I'm thinking about deleting the shorts channel. It's just pointless. I interact more on YouTube than Twitch. I think it is more likely that I see your comment on YouTube than on Twitch. I think that might actually be true because of how often I just quickly breeze through the comments on YouTube. Because there's probably only like a couple of hundred comments every day on YouTube. But here there's like hundreds of messages every couple of minutes. Never thought about that. Are all good games successful on Steam? There's this interesting video that I watched talking about how, uh, as you might suspect, the success of games, right? It's only like 20% or something that make their money back. It's like the top 1% make the overwhelming majority of the money. If you have a game that does well, you just make a staggering amount of money. Just, oh my God, like it, it makes your life. But the overwhelming vast majority of people who make games get basically nothing out of it. Cause it's so hard to get noticed. Like with YouTube videos, right? You might watch 20 YouTube videos a day. With games, you might play like one new game a week. And because they require an investment of uh, money and a significant investment of time, like uh, a person's really gotta be sold on a video game before they are willing to play it or whatever, right? And so for that reason, like, you know, it's the AAA publishers with all the marketing and all that that get all the attention. With that being said though, the premise of this video that I was watching is that good games generally do get noticed. As in, he did a thing where he looked at high rated games that didn't get that many sales. The amount of sales was basically proportioned to how good of a game they seemed to be. Yeah, he like mathed it out and stuff. Cause certainly a lot of games that are made are just shit. Cause it's very hard to make a good game. The counter argument is there's a lot of people out there who don't put in uh, the effort, don't know what they're doing, haven't studied art, dev design, don't have injury experience or end up just giving up after the initial release instead of continuing to update. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But you gotta be in a pretty good place in life to be able to dedicate the time necessary to make something good, you know? Or to be in a situation in life to have the necessary ideas to make something good. Basically, making a game is hard. Also, like, you've got to imagine that for most people, they make shit games first that don't do well, but are still willing to continue, right? And they learn from their experience to make something better. Tunic, the little fox game. So this game, when did it come out? Um, uh, fairly recently. I think I saw it on, like, Skill Up included in a video or something, and I was like, ah, oh, it looks, looks very cute. Didn't intend to play it, but then I was sad and I was like, I'm gonna play that game with that cute fox in the hopes that it makes me happy. And it has somewhat succeeded. I want to buy this game. Do you like it? Yes. I am quite enjoying my time playing this game. It is not particularly expensive. The fighting is challenging, but not unfair. Stamina mechanic is different enough to other Souls games that you have to think a little bit 
in fights. You can't just spam attack and stuff. It's meeting all my expectations. Falling asleep spoiled my audiobook. I'm really enjoying this book that I'm reading. I accidentally fell asleep while listening to the book. And when I woke up, uh, I listened to about two sentences of five hours further in the audiobook, and it spoiled a major, a major plot point for me. I suspect now who the real villain is, and I'm like, no! What are the odds of all the fucking two sentences? It happened to be the two, the, the two sentences where they're revealing the uh, big baddie. I hope my interpretation is wrong now. What book? Uh, it's, I think it's Warbringer? Warbreaker? Uh, by Brandon Sanderson. Sounds like it might make it even more interesting. No. Or it's like a mystery. Like it's uh, it's clear there's stuff going on that you don't know. And you read, or you continue to listen because you want to know what the, what the, what's really going on, you know. Drip fed to you over the book. Is money intrinsically valuable? Um, intrinsic would uh, suggest it was like uh, innate, right? To the thing. It's not a matter of subjective opinion. The money in your wallet tomorrow could be completely valueless to everyone on the planet if a government decides that that's the case. It's not likely that it can happen. So it can't possibly be said to have intrinsic value. I'm not sure I believe in intrinsic value outside of, as I often reference, in relation to goals. Water can be intrinsically valuable in relation to the goal of enabling you to continue to live. Because you need water to live. If no humans existed, money wouldn't have any value. We could absolutely move and have a society where there is no money. There is no currency. Everyone is entirely self-reliant. The value is dependent upon contextual variables, independent of the money. So it can't be intrinsic. Even the idea of trade isn't intrinsically valuable. It is only valuable contextually. Trade only has value to us because we can utilize it to get things that we desire. If our desires were different, Trade would have no value. Do you agree that health is intrinsically valuable? No. Health is only valuable contextually in relation to our goals. It's like if you're being tortured for eternity and every single time at the end of the torture, you were given perfect health, you would go, oh, I no longer want perfect health. I want to die. Everything is only valuable contextually in relation to goals. Your goals could be different or the goals could not exist and therefore the thing would no longer have any value. By that logic, all companies' intrinsic value will be zero. No, companies definitely do not have intrinsic value. The stock market is not, is not representative of any intrinsic value of anything. It is value to us as people. Human subjective preferences do not represent intrinsic value. They don't. To put it another way, ask yourself, in a world absent sentient creatures, would the thing we're talking about have value? Why would it have value? The, it's only valuable predicated on the existence of something external to the thing, that being sentient creatures, then it can't have intrinsic value, except in relation to goals. Twitch breaking reverse chat. Reverse chat is a feature offered by Better Twitch TV, a third party extension that makes it so new messages come from the top of the chat rather than the bottom. I got some good news and I got some bad news. The good news is you're looking really great today, chat. It's crazy how good you look. The bad news is my chat's broken and I can't see you. Gotcha! No, why'd you break reverse chat, Twitch? You've done this so many times. Just add the feature! Just add the feature, Twitch! Why? Ah! Uh, it's like the simplest fucking feature to add! Why do I need reverse chat? Every single streamer on the planet needs reverse chat. They just don't know it. 
I've been using it for years now. So I'm used to looking at the top for new messages, right? So this is what it looks like when you're reading chats in reverse chat. Your eyes look somewhere near the camera. Not too much near the camera that it's weird, but it's fairly close. This is what it looks like when you're reading chat with Twitch's native form. Your head's tilted downwards. You're looking at the bottom of your screen. There's no eye line. Uh, reverse chat, non-reverse chat. Raise money, you can't raise the monitor because they would block the camera. It's just such an easy feature for Twitch to add. Being human sucks. I keep looking at the top of my chat and it pisses me off every time I do it. I hate Twitch. I hate them. They're fucking exclusivity contracts and their predatory bullshit with a new ad revenue system. It's all fucking predatory. They fucking suck. YouTube Streaming Inc. Can YouTube Streaming just fucking implement the features that makes Twitch better already? Like they could do it in an afternoon. I mean, if even Ludwig telling YouTube that their chat system sucks isn't gonna change it, what chance do I have? If they would just change their chat so it was the same as Twitch chat in terms of its scrolling, half of Twitch would abandon Twitch immediately and go to YouTube. I heard a story where a guy got a job at a company to fix a bug, then he quit. Yeah, I remember that story. That's a funny story. I'll learn programming just so I can get a job at Twitch and just implement verse chat and then I don't have to deal with this ever again. Start some trial with XQC so you can collab with him and ask him to ask Twitch to fix it. <laughs> I think if XQC asked for something, Twitch just wouldn't do it out of spite. <laughs> um, I don't think he has much sway with Twitch. And besides, like, what, what am I going to do? Have like a permanent translator on, like, on my staff? Translating what XQC um, is saying for like the vast majority of people who can't understand what the fuck he's saying. Updates on my battle to get good mobile coverage in my area. For those who didn't see the previous ramble on this topic, I tried to get myself transferred from Vodafone to Telstra, and Telstra was completely unable to facilitate this. But update to the Telstra story thing. Telstra, after being silent for like four or five days or whatever, forces the change of my SIM card without my knowledge. And so for the entire day, my phone was unable to get calls and messages. And then they proceeded to try to call me like four times. But because I didn't have my Telstra SIM in my phone, their, their calls couldn't get through. It took an email at like 6 p.m. for me to realize that this, is all, ha this all happened. And uh, so I put in the SIM from Telstra and uh, I get one bar. And when I do speed tests, it bounces between like uh, two megabits per second down and 70 megabits per second down. The upload, it bounces between 0.01 megabits per second and like two megabits per second upload. So unusable, entirely unusable, especially for a live streamer. So basically they, they fucked around 15 support staff, multiple days, ignoring me, not fulfilling phone calls or to force the SIM card change, which they said they simply couldn't do before. They didn't have enough information to change the SIM card. They couldn't turn it on, they couldn't get my number. And lo and behold, some random guy with no additional information did it themselves. And after all that, their network is fucking shit. I've just, I've just never seen this degree of incompetence in my entire fucking life. It's 12.30, chat, because I woke up at 4 p.m. I've done effectively nothing with my day slash nights. And you know why I've woken up at 4 p.m.? Because I, I once upon a time told Telstra, don't call me before 12. Just don't. Sleeping pattern's terrible. If uh, you call me before then, it will just become worse. 
And so they spam called me at 9 a.m. every single fucking day, waking me up. I'd always miss the phone call. I'd be like, uh, uh, what's happening? Uh, why, why am I being tortured? Oh, the phone. I forgot to turn it off again. Oh no, please. Oh, it's done. Uh, well, I'll try and get back to sleep again. 15 minutes out. Oh no, it's going off again. Oh, no. oh it's, it's gone. Never tell Telstra a time not to call you or they'll call you. And what's funny, chat, is all the excuses in the world for why the service here is shit from Telstra. Oh, it's your phone. It's not a supported phone. Even though it's a phone that they sell on their fucking website. It's a, it's a Samsung Galaxy S22 or whatever, like brand new Samsung phone. They're like, oh, we, we, we don't support them. Bullshit. They're like, oh, it's part of your phone. Something wrong with your phone. I go grab my old phone, put it in, still getting one bar. Still getting like like two megabits per second upload and like like 10 download and it's stuttering everywhere. Fucking nonsense. But you know what's the worst thing, chat? I finally got the SIM card for Aussie Broadband and I put them in too. I didn't hook up my, my number to it, but you can see what kind of cell coverage you have just by putting in the SIM. And uh, one bar. So three networks in Australia, Telstra, Vodafone, and Optus, and Aussie Broadband uses the Optus network, and all three of them do not have coverage here. Doesn't matter yet. 3G, 4G, 5G, doesn't fucking matter. Slow ass fucking speeds, one bar. And I think to myself like, why would they increase their coverage? And I can't think of a reason. I mean, why not just keep it shit, pay less money, and just have it be like a, a coin flip as to whether or not you get someone's service because everyone needs a mobile provider. You need to need, need some internet. And so if, like, if, if one of them improves their service, so fucking what? It, it'd take like a bajillion years for people to realize that another provider's got better service here. It's not like you can test it. With things that are necessities, it's so hard to have good market competition. Like anything that you can't bail on, you're, you're asking for market failures. Like I want to buy a jet ski I can shop around for that shit, and if there isn't one in, in the price range that I want, or doesn't have the features I want, I won't buy one. Can't do that with food, can't do that with water, can't do that with shelter, can't do that with access to information and communication. With broadband internet in this country, there's regulations that have passed that require you to, require companies to give a certain degree of service in the area that they sell coverage. That doesn't exist for mobile internet. If those laws existed, they would have to build out their infrastructure here. But they don't exist. The regulations don't exist, so I'm up shit creek. Libertarians among you might be like, oh, just wait for a new mobile provider to invest another $10 trillion to, to come and shake up the status quo. Five to 10 years from now, you'll see. Then you'll get your mobile internet. Any update on Telstra? Um, I've given them 847 different speed tests and they say they're looking into it. And that to mean the coverage sucks and there's, they're gonna do nothing about it. The inflation rate is bad everywhere. Is inflation as bad in Australia as it is in the US? Oh, it's bad everywhere. I don't think it's as bad as the US. What's our inflation rate? It's currently at uh, 6%. America's is 9.1. UK is also 9.1. Which is why it's always funny when uh, people like, Joe Biden calls this 9% inflation rate. Like, man, inflation's bad everywhere. USA has had some shit policies, fine, but just, you know, take within a global context. It's not as though, like, whoever was in office right now was gonna have high inflation. Because <laughs> that's the case with, like, every country on the fucking planet. I'm, I'm not gonna say what policies were good or bad or whatever. It's just, it's unrealistic to believe that uh, whoever was in the Oval Office would have significantly changed the rate of inflation currently. 
Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.